All right, welcome back to another episode of the Cody Tucker Show. As always, I'm your host, Cody Tucker. We're back, baby. Just like a herpes outbreak. Thought I was gone, but here I am. Red as shit. <laughs> um, it is funny to me when people have herpes and have like a, you know, just a giant fucking sore on their lip and try to, euphemisms are already hilarious to me. In any way, because it really just shows that you are too much of a bitch to just... Euphemisms are lies. That's basically what it is. Like, when people say, you know, they passed instead of they died, fuck off. You died. You didn't pass. Uh, We didn't lose someone. I mean, all this shit, which I think I might just be ripping off George Carlin right now. (laughs) I will stop while I'm ahead. But it is a thing that people do. People... Use euphemisms because they're too fucking afraid to say what something really is. And one of the funniest ones to me is when people call herpes either a fever blister or a cold sore. Like, like you motherfucker. You nasty little piece of shit. Like, you stuck your mouth on something that it shouldn't have been stuck to. And now you have this, you know, monthly reminder. (laughs) <laughs> don't fucking church it up and call it a fever blister or cold sore because it doesn't have shit to do with either of those two things. You have goddamn herpes, you nasty fuck. It is a miracle to me that I don't have some sort of STD. Um, I either... One of two options. I am either the luckiest human being to ever live which, judging by the rest of my life, I don't think is true. Or, I am just immune to all STD. (laughs) Because, you know, as far as I know, I've never had one. Which, you know, knock on wood. But, how it is possible that I've done, that I've made the worst decisions possible when it comes to, you know, genital on genital contact and I've come away clean. I mean, it is beyond me how that is how that could have ever happened, but somehow it has. I mean, I know like there have been times quite a few times, actually more times I've had more encounters where my immediate immediate afterthought is, ah, fuck, I'm going to be dead in six months. <laughs> I've had that thought more than, oh, that was fun. <laughs> Which is not good. I mean, god damn. Like, I mean, I know the, the last one that was, like, worrisome, god, I mean, that one took the fucking cake. I had a, um encounter with a woman who... I mean, if you, you know, I mean, not to be rude to, you know, this nice lady, but um, all signals pointed to get the hell out of there. (laughs) And for some reason, I just couldn't listen to the thousands of alarms going off in my head. (laughs) It's crazy how all logic, which I like to think, that I'm a decently logical person. All logic just flies out the fucking window as soon as you think you're about to get your pecker touched. I mean, 
I mean, she could have fucking razor blades for hands. Like, goddamn Edward Scissorhands. And I'd still be like, eh, I'll put a Band-Aid on it. <laughs> I mean, there's just... You'll make up any goddamn excuse. Which just really shows that guys are fucking idiots. Because women don't do that at all. I mean, I don't know of any... I've never heard of a woman say, after they had sex, like, mm, that one was risky. <laughs> or like, what was I thinking? Like, no, it's always like, oh, yeah, this was my decision. I knew what I was doing. This is, yeah, I mean, there's, I don't know. I mean, obviously, there is a big difference between what a guy goes through in sex and what a woman goes through during sex. Um I mean, with the exception of a few uh, people, guys don't uh, run the risk of having a human being growing inside their tummy for nine months. So I guess I could be one of them. <laughs> but anyways, um, so yeah, this encounter, um, I mean, I guess just in all uh, transparency, I got a text from this woman at like midnight. I mean, this is a while back. This is whenever I was still drinking, which explains a lot doesn't explain everything but it explains a lot so i was already decently hammered and i got texted like 11 maybe around midnight something like that basically saying like do you want to come over and that i should have just i should have put my phone in a fucking in the toilet <laughs> i should have flushed my phone into the goddamn sewage system to avoid what was about to happen but, like, I could not. I just was like, yep. <laughs> and, you know, so, you know, a few little back and forth here. And next thing I know, I am in a, or I'm in a sketchy part of town, which, again, red flag. Sketchy part of town at midnight, going into this woman's uh, house. And end up, you know, getting a little uh, hot and heavy, uh, Heavy being my half, but <laughs> hey. Um, and, you know, we start going at it a little bit. Which also, she, I mean, this should have been a fucking red flag, too. She had, um, she was playing music, and whenever I walk, I mean, she was playing Zero. <laughs> which, for anyone uh, who's familiar with this rap artist, <laughs> you know, if a woman is playing Zero when you walk into her house, get the fuck out. <laughs> uh, King of the ghetto, and um, that should that should have, you know, I should have. Uh, I forgot something and went and just drove off. Uh, that is not the way a car sounds. I just realized, uh, but whatever. Uh, <laughs> and so I end up like, you know, we're going at, it. and as soon as it's as soon as I'm about to, um, you know, make. Uh, hit my entry point. She like, so she's like, oh, you have a condom, don't you? And I was like, no, <laughs> uh, no. I mean, I got, I got a rubber in my wallet that I've had since eighth grade. <laughs> I mean, I could, you know, blow the dust off of it and try it. <laughs> the fucker probably looks like a spider web by now. Uh, but no, I do not have a condom. And she said, you'll need one. And that should have, that should have again made me you know, think again about what I was about to do. And I said, no, I don't need one. <laughs> she, 
<laughs> it's like, I mean, I mean, you're not going to get pregnant. She's like, bitch, I can still get pregnant. <laughs> like in my head, I'm like, oh, she's older. She can't get pregnant. Not realizing that like, you know, she's not, she wasn't fucking 80 years old. I mean, she, and she's like, no, I can still get pregnant, motherfucker. And I was like, oh, well, either way, I'm fine. She's like, no, you need a condom. <laughs> so she warned me twice that I was going to need one. And I, I ignored both times. If a woman stops you to tell you, you need this, fucking listen. And I didn't. I just said, nah, I'll be fine. And just go in. And, you know, and here's a guy like all your brain is telling you, like, oh, just do it, just do it, just do it. But there was still an ounce, like, you know, a little fucking percent of my brain that was like, oh, we don't want to do this. <laughs> and I feel like it was my, you know, I feel like it was my penis talking, saying like, hey, I don't want to go in here, asshole. <laughs> it's like, you know, whenever people are going to go into like a haunted house and you kind of start pushing people to the front and be like, no, you go first, you go first, you go first. <laughs> and somebody's in the front. He's like, Hey bitch, I want to be in the middle. Um, that's kind of what was happening down there. I was like, why do I have to go in here? Uh, you know, and that's, that's what happened. So we end up, you know, having vigorous lovemaking for about, you know, 45 seconds, <laughs> a new record. <laughs> <laughs> and um, finish, and then I immediately am like, shouldn't have done this. So I go home, take two two showers that were not hot enough. I'll tell you that much. Like the whole time I'm scrubbing, like crying, like, <laughs> like, like the dirt is under my skin, and uh, oh god. And yeah, and then I get up and I'm just like for weeks thinking like every time I go to take a piss, I'm just thinking like, oh, this one's this is going to be it. This is going to be the one that feels like, you know, fire shooting out and it never happened. I never I mean, nothing, nothing ever happened. And I'm, I'm just like, God damn, there had to have been, <laughs> you know, there has to be something lurking in my, you know, loins, like a fucking Viet Cong, just waiting to just jump out. But as of right now, clean as a whistle, I guess. I mean, I don't know. I should not have shared any of this. I'm now realizing. But what can you do? This is a transparency show. Really more just transparent on my <laughs> my end but um i don't know i'm sure all this will come back to haunt me one day one day when i'm running for you know city council someone's gonna bring out a projector and go and then you're gonna hear me tell this story and like well no votes his way so anyways um now you know time to go into some real shit uh something that has been just I don't know why, but it's been coming into my life in various ways that has been driving me goddamn nuts, uh, which I think I've covered it a little bit, but 
I don't know if I've really gone into like big, you know, a lot of detail for uh, about it. But this is the thing that I've just been seeing through social media a lot lately, and it's um, Disney adults. If you don't know what a Disney adult is, it is a person who is way too old to be a massive fan of Disney, yet dedicates their lives to the fucking, to like the fucking Third Reich that is Disney. Um, and I know a few people who like, I mean, they, you know, they're big, like, that's their mecca. Or what is it called? Ha- Haj? Yes, Haj, I think. That's what they do. Like, their, you know, big black rock that they walk in circles around is, you know, the fucking Cinderella castle. <laughs> and, like, you know, it, it is a weird cult. It's one of those things that is, isn't technically a cult, but kind of is. And if you know anybody who's like this, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. It is the most, like, cringy fucking skin-crawling thing. These are people who are, like, middle-aged sometimes. Some younger, some older. But a lot of times, like, kind of, like, maybe mid to late 30s, early 40s. Who, like, every year, that's all they talk about the whole year leading up is going to Disney World. And then they go to Disney World. And then their whole next three or four months is them talking about their experience at Disney World. And it's an endless cycle of, like... Uh, here's what we're going to do. Here's now we're doing it. Here's what we did. And I mean, it is fucking look, I've been to Disney world twice, both times. I was a little kid and I will say in all honesty, it was the two greatest times of my life ever. (laughs) I mean, I'm not shitting on Disney world as a place. Disney world is the greatest place on earth. They are not lying when they call it, you know, what is it like the most magical place on earth? It fucking is for any place to be able to get you to forget that you are in the middle of a swamp in what is arguably one of the top three, most disgusting States in the country, (laughs) you know, for them to be able to get you to forget that you're there within minutes, something is going like they're doing something right. Cause you forget that you are, you are in the middle of a goddamn mosquito infested swamp in the middle of fucking Florida. You forget it instantly. And you're like, Oh look, there's goofy. (laughs) And immediately forget that five miles away, somebody is probably getting hacked to death with a machete. I mean, it is astounding that they are that good at being, you know, this weird fucking place. It's hard, it is hard to explain how awesome Disney World is to someone who's never been. Um, but if you, d- if you don't have kids and are also not yourself a child, why are you, you know, like, uh, don't go. <laughs> it looks fucking creepy. And, uh, you know... And I've just seen so many. Look, go to, you know, be a real grown up and go to Six Flags and, <laughs> you know, either get decapitated by someone's leg or, you know, get stabbed by a fucking 12 year old that has three kids with them. 
<laughs> like that's what a grown up does. They go to Six Flags and they get caught in the middle of a fucking gang war. <laughs> Six Flags is a sketchy fucking place. Um, well, one, I hate roller coasters. Fucking hate them. Uh, and that is kind of the appeal of Disney World is that like they have badass roller coasters if you're into that shit. But I'm already scared of living. I'm scared to be alive already. <laughs> like my morning to evening is a giant roller coaster of, oh, I feel all right. I feel all right. I feel all right. Oh, what if I die in my sleep tonight? <laughs> and then it just keeps going all day. Like, oh, okay, okay, this is this is fine. What if I just started choking on this food and no one's here to save me? <laughs> and then here we go again. That is my entire life. So I don't need to go on something to give me fear and adrenaline. It's already going through me 24-7. But Disney World has all kinds of shit that is not that. They have all kinds of shit that's like... I mean, it's just so fucking interactive and cool. So I get the appeal of Disney World. I don't get the appeal of these people, Disney adults, who like... I mean, it's a fucking cult. A hundred percent. It is no different than goddamn Nexium, Heaven's Gate, People's Temple. I mean, it is a goddamn cult of grown-ups, like real fucking adults who like all they talk about is fucking Disney. And, uh, you know, and like not just Disney World, which is, you know, obviously the, the holy, you know, <laughs> is the Mecca. But like every Disney movie that's coming out, they're like, Oh my god! Oh my god! Like so fucking excited. You know, I haven't been excited for a guy. Disney movies suck ass now, all of them. And, I, and I'm not. And Marvel movies suck ass. Star Wars. Is, I mean, I've never liked Star Wars, but Disney getting it sure the fuck didn't help. Um, I mean, Marvel movies are goddamn garbage. Uh, and then just all Pixar movies suck. Like, all these movies are fucking terrible. And this is coming from someone who was, you know, like, I learned all of my life lessons from Disney movies as a kid because my parents did not want to fucking <laughs> deal with my weirdly adult questions that I had as a, you know, five-year-old. Like, <laughs> like, like, mom, what is dying like? And she's like, uh, fuck <laughs> Go to your room, watch a movie. Like, so, Okay. And then I go in my room, put in a VHS of Lion King, and, you know, watch Mufasa die and cry my eyes out for 30 minutes. Because I'm thinking, oh, this is going to happen to my parents tonight. <laughs> Which is not healthy at all, I'm sure. Um, and also, you know, Lion, I mean, Lion King is one of my top five favorite movies of all time. Uh, but it is also for sure to be blamed for... You know, for a weird amount of time as a kid, I had, like, fantasies about banging a lion. <laughs> and I am directly related to Lion King. Like, I mean, I was turned into full-on pet-ophile. Hey, oh, oh God. Um, that made my fucking skin crawl saying that, so. You know, you're not alone. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I mean, I, you know. It's weird when you watch Lion King and see them, see the lions fucking, and you're like, this lion's kind of goddamn hot. <laughs> I mean, it, it, you know, you know, transparency here. 
But yeah. So yeah, I was raised on like Disney movies and being, but you know, Disney is not a company that should be fucking idolized and worshipped the way that it is. And I'm not just because, you know, now a lot of people I think are finally getting hip to the fact that Disney is a fucking evil empire. Um, they just happened to make some really good movies for about 60 years. And then in the late 90s just decided to just burn it to the fucking ground and start doing all this other bullshit. Um but it's a, I mean, it's always been this way. Disney has always been, like, you can go back and trace Disney from the fucking beginning, from old Walt himself, and that dude was a goddamn monster. And you go through, I mean, Hitler's favorite movie was Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. Now, is that Disney's fault? No. Is that Disney's fault? Yes. <laughs> I mean, this some bitch made a movie that, like, kind of spoke to Hitler. So, you know, if you make a... Look, and I know... You know, blame the art, not the art. Or blame the artist, not the art. But if you make a piece of art that Hitler's like, oh, I like this, you fucked up somewhere. (laughs) Like, some part of you, you know, I don't know. I'm just saying, if Hitler was alive and able to listen to this bullshit, I would hope... To God that he was not a fan. <laughs> but, you know, luckily he is allegedly not alive. So, <laughs> um, anyways, Walt Disney was a fucking monster and did some wild shit. Like, if you want to dig into, like, um, the World War, weird, weird fucking World War II stories of Disney and how, like, he developed these cartoons along with, um, fucking Theodore Geisel, a.k.a. Dr. Seuss, and Chuck Jones? Chuck Jones? Whatever the guy is that made Looney Tunes. They made these, like, weird instructional cartoons for World War II soldiers during World War II um, that are some of the most racist shit (laughs) ever. I mean, Disney, and obviously Walt Disney was a massive anti-Semite. Um... You know, who can blame him? No. <laughs> and, you know, just an all-around dickhead. But Disney made awesome shit. So, like, you know, I'm not just really necessarily trying to shit on Walt Disney, but you can't just look at Disney as being this, like, magical fucking company that made all these this great shit, you know, and ignore the fact that they did some horrific shit. Case in point. In 1950, which is amazing that most people don't know about this. In, I think, 1959, it was sometime in, like, the late 50s, Disney, like, the Disney company under Walt Disney started making these nature documentaries that, at the time, were fucking leaps and bounds over. They were the planet Earth of the 50s. Like, how astoundingly, like, good the video footage was versus, like, the narration. Like, all these things were... you know leagues ahead of what anybody else is doing and a lot of in the by the 50s like there weren't even a lot of documentaries in general let alone nature documentaries showing you like you know different animals and shit like that so there disney produced this documentary called white wilderness and in white wilderness there is a scene so the person who was actually filming it was led to believe that these birds called lemmings 
that live in mostly like Canada, northern U.S., but mostly Canada, that when their numbers are getting too high and there's not enough food, they will all go up to like a cliff and jump off the cliff and commit suicide in order to save the species because of a lack of food and too many, you know, supply demand. They basically commit mass suicide. And it's like this, at the time, was this just crazy thought that people were like, what the fuck is, that's real? Like, we have to fucking capture this. Um, so, the people who are filming the White Wilderness go to Canada and they meet with someone because they're trying to figure out, well, where do the lemmings do this? And the guy's like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, like oh, you know, where the lemmings jump off the cliff and commit suicide. He's like, they don't do that. <laughs> and they're like, sure they do. We've been told that they do. And they're like, no, they fucking don't. Turns out that guy was right. Lemmings do not go up onto a cliff and just, you know, fucking suicide themselves. Doesn't happen. But because he was already there and had already in his head thought it would be fucking amazing footage, he decided to film the cliff with the rocks, like sharp rocks at the bottom, and have his other crew members gather up, you know, these hundreds of lemmings and run towards them so that they would run off the cliff and die. <laughs> That's fucking real. They did that. So, that movie, you know, gets made. Ends up winning an Oscar for Best Documentary. And it wasn't until, like, way later that people found out that they basically just genocided a group of lemmings. And, you know, just to have good footage. That, to me, is the ultimate allegory of Disney that they make things look incredible <laughs> and may and you know make it look like something you've never seen before so fucking breathtaking on the shit but there's always this dark backstory to everything um the fucker that did the voice of Peter Pan Bobby Driscoll massively famous actor I mean child actor at his time the fucker ended up broke homeless and you know died of like drug addiction and it was because you know the disney corporation had no interest in looking out for his well-being knowing that they were paying this child actor a pretty good amount of money and knowing that his parents are pieces of shit now is that completely disney's fault or was that just like the times a little of both because you know hollywood has never been known to be um you know a a monolith that treats people well and that is not like a modern thing like everybody thinks that's a modern thing with like all the weird like pedophilia and sexual assault and all this stuff that's been going on forever that has existed since the fucking time the day that hollywood existed case in point um one of the first superstar actresses was this woman named marie provost who was like a silent film star and i mean her along with like you know obviously like charlie chaplin uh What's the fucker's name? Um, God damn. Um, well, D.W. Griffith was the director, and then there was, like, Pickford, Mary Pickford. Um, God damn, I can't remember his name. But he was in a bunch of pirate movies and shit like that. Not Errol Flynn, but before Errol Flynn. Um, Douglas Fairbanks. So, along with him, but Marie, uh, Marie Provost was the first, like, female superstar act actor. Then, and she was in all these movies, like, a lot of comedies, like, shit like that. Well... She, whenever talkies started, um, 
people found out that she had a an obnoxiously nasally voice and her career fucking tanked and no one would hire her because she got this you know which is crazy because she was basically just the 1920s version of fucking Fran Drescher you know and as someone who is you know kept Fran Drescher in the old uh well never mind but I'm let's just say a big fan of Fran Drescher um, you know, it doesn't seem like that big of a deal to have a nasally voice. I mean, fucking, they had, you know, Marlon Brando's a greatest actor all the time, and then kind of done like this. So, <laughs> but anyways, she never gets hired for another movie, ends up an alcoholic, broke, um, dies in her apartment alone. They find her a couple weeks later. Her dots, her pet Dotsons had eaten her. So, and guess what Hollywood did? They didn't give a fuck. They're just like, all right, on to the next one. Bring in the next. I mean, now, granted, what were they supposed to do? Go fucking, you know, they didn't know her fucking, her own man's best friend was going to, you know, make a meal out of her, but still. And then uh, Jackie Coogan, who, if you ever watch any Charlie Chaplin movies, like The Kid, Gold Rush, I can't remember which all movies he's in, but he's the little kid in a lot of Charlie Chaplin's movies. Jackie Coogan was the the first child star and his parents there was no like protection for these people so his parents just stripped all of his money away spent all his money jackie coogan but whenever he reached of age found out oh you don't have any goddamn money and he ended up basically being like broke homeless whatever and kind of getting some roles and then he didn't really get any kind of success until he ended up being uncle fester on the adams family so when you watch The Adams Family, Uncle Fester, that's the little kid from the Charlie Chaplin movies, Jackie Coogan. Now there's a thing called, it's either called Coogan's Law or Jackie's Law, but it's named after him, and it's basically that a certain percentage of a child actor's salary has to go into basically a trust fund for them. Um, and obviously some fucking kids get fucked out of that too, but it's just what it is. Um, but I'm saying that to say that Hollywood didn't give a fuck about people. So was Disney worse than everybody else in Hollywood? No. But does that excuse the fact that the dude was a fucking prick and just happened to make shit that's awesome? Which and I'm not shitting on the Disney stuff. Like, look, I'll watch White Wilderness now, no, even knowing that these birds were fucking genocided, and I'll still probably think, wow, this is fucking breathtaking. <laughs> I mean, I don't give a shit. Um, I don't care that... Look, I'll still watch Snow White. I mean, even though the movie fucking terrifies me, I'll still watch it, even knowing that goddamn Adolf was a big fan of it. Um, I know Disney hated Jews. <sighs> but I'm still going to watch, you know... I, you know, still gonna watch Lion King. He didn't have shit to do with Lion King. He was already dead. Um, and sometimes you just want to masturbate to, you know, a cartoon cat. <laughs> Petophile. There we go. Um, so, anyways, Disney adults are fucking weird. I'm not taking that back. If you are an adult with no kids and you're going to Disney World every year, reevaluate your fucking life. Um, that's all there is to say about that. So, um, yeah. Well, until next time, goodbye.